It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. We have been so enormously gratified by the love and support that we have felt from across the world. Uh, My grandmother doesn't need a eulogy. Her life was a sermon. Well, that's... Mm. Wow. Rosalind and Jimmy Carter's grandson, Jason, did a great job. The whole family did. I thought that was a that was a beautiful event honoring her and she'll be laid to rest today. Wow. It, it really it really was pretty uh tear jerking. Amy uh got Carter got up and it was just so weird when she stood up and they said she was gonna read a letter from her dad to her mother and I went, Oh my god, she's not a little kid anymore. It, isn't it weird that you always look in perspective that you know what, I haven't aged that much, so how could you be fifty eight years old? It's amazing how everybody else is getting older. <laughs> it's like, wow, I haven't aged at all. You're right though, when there's somebody that's a public figure like that, you lock them into a certain image at a certain age. Yeah. Because he's, Amy Carter's been out of the public eye for like Forty years, oh, at least. Yeah. So you know, we remember her in, in the White House running around. But anyway, she got up and she read a letter uh, that her dad had written to her mother when they were dating, when he was in the service, and he talked about, you know, it's it's always a blessing that when I come home, you're just as wonderful as I remember you. Oh. I was dying. I'm like, wow. what a great love letter this is. That's beautiful. It, it was. It was. And then Jimmy Carter himself was there, and as you mentioned earlier, I mean, he's been in hospice for what? It's got to be four months now, guys, right? A long time. If not longer. Obviously not doing well, but still powered through, soldiered through, and he was there to honor his wife. I don't think that guy was going to miss that for the world. That was, that was, you've had it too, having family members in hospice and Mm. you know what it's like, and they don't get to that point until they're really bad off. For him to do that, man, that's that's toughness. That's all the respect in the world. So, and today she'll be uh, privately buried in their. I guess they have a private cemetery on their home in Plains, Georgia, or wherever hmm. it is their property. So, uh, but yesterday it was it was tastefully done. It was beautiful, actually. All the first ladies were there. Rosalind Kennedy wanted all the first ladies there. Uh, Bill Clinton was there. The current president, Joe Biden, and his wife. I don't think there were any. Was, Obama wasn't there, was he? Michelle Obama was there, but I didn't. She see, was there. I don't know. About I didn't him. see him. Did you? Did you guys see him? I, I didn't see him. I didn't look for him, but I. I, I don't, I don't think he was there. I was paying attention to the first ladies because of the controversy after. Oh, what controversy? Oh, all the lefty writers, all the media covered. Oh, what? what? What happened? Why? First of all, why was Melania there? They don't even hide their hate anymore. Oh, come on! And then they criticized her because she had the audacity to wear gray when everybody else was wearing black. How dare you try to show up the family members? Oh my goodness gracious! If you ever want to know where the divide <laughs> and the hatred's coming from in this country, just look to your left. That's where oh. they are. They really said that? Oh, she oh, wore gray? Oh, look at some of the write-ups. Oh, these people are... Th- these are like supposedly legitimate journalists. Oh, yeah. They just have evil flowing through their bones. It's, it's like, just come on. so biased and so gross. It's stop. You know, if and now if Michelle Obama had worn gray, she would have been the belle of the, the funeral, <laughs> so to say. You know, I, I, I'm just... Gray is the new funeral color this year. It, Vogue would have been all over it. Yeah, she would have been on the cover next week. Uh, Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks were there. They sang a rendition of Imagine by John Lennon. Imagine all the people sharing all the world. You I guess they had formed a pretty close relationship with them through Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, uh, the, Garth Brooks uh, did a great tribute to, to Rosalind Kennedy, uh, Kennedy, Rosalind Carter on his own. And he talked about it. He said, you know, we've known them for many, many years. He said, I got involved with Habitat for Humanity with Jimmy Carter. 
and they became he goes he was like my mentor he said he was like my second father and so they they became very close i think what's going to happen now what what the carters did for habitat for humanity i think that's what they want garth brooks and trisha yearwood to do it would be great to continue so they'd be really good at it it's a great organization so all right we'll so we'll hope so anyway in the meantime 12 more hostages released by hamas or I, i hate to give them credit for that they were forced to release them uh, swap came after the temporary pause, which they're, they're putting more of a pause today. In exchange for the 12, 30 Palestinian detainees were released from Israeli prisons. Mm. The question is, they never really give you the background about who these Palestinians are that they are releasing uh, from Israeli prisons. They're in jail for a reason. They're there for ex- exactly. And how bad are they? And I think they kind of downplay who they are because they don't want people to know they're letting terrorists loose. I I think, you know, Netanyahu said it perfectly. We'll release you now, but we'll get you eventually. Yeah. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Absolutely. I know. Hopefully they don't do more harm than anything before they're caught again or killed, whatever the case may be. And better news, the national tradition comes back tonight. Privately run, so it won't fall down like the White House Christmas tree. (laughs) The the Rockefeller tree goes up tonight. The whole event hosted by... And with all kinds of appearances by celebrities, and even if you're not really into it, it's an important tradition for the country. Well, you know what? And it it is the beginning of the holiday season. Many people say it's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade kind of kicks it off. This kind of seals it for at least in New York. And then New York is, you know, it's it's the city of the country, for goodness sakes. It is. So when they light the Rockefeller Christmas tree, it's a big deal. I mean, it's an 80-foot-tall Norway spruce. The thing, the the crystals that, that... Star has three million Swarovski crystals. I think they said it weighs nine hundred pounds. I hope that it's, doesn't fall. Can you imagine? And you made a very valid point. Where do they store it? I don't know because you can't it, tell me that thing isn't important. Because you have to transport it. It's worth a lot of money. I have no idea. Mm. Well, where anyway, they keep that thing? It all starts at eight o'clock tonight. Uh, it's going to be on NBC and Peacock. Kelly Clarkson, as you mentioned, will be the host. S. Cher is making an appearance. Does she have a contract with NBC? She's been there all week. It is, started at Thanksgiving. Yeah, what's and she going was on. Was she on the Today Show? Yes, yesterday. And she said she wanted to be seventy again. That's when she said she wanted to be seventy. Who actually says oh to be seventy again? Share. <laughs> I mean, you can shoot for fifty, forty. <laughs> no, she wants to be seventy. Again. Do we get to hear her Christmas song again? Oh God, please. Yeah. yeah. What a you know, waste of tape. I was I was watching her dance and sing or lip sync at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Wasn't good. And I thought she was gonna fall. I, I was I was like really concerned. And then I, later that day, Dolly Parton killed it in Dallas. I know. It's and they're the same age. But uh, anyway. I oh and don't forget, if you're a fan of low, be excited. Barry Manilow's gonna be there as yeah. well. Yeah. I didn't even know he was still alive. That's a terrible thing to say. Cher and Barry Manilow upping the demographic of the event tonight. (laughs) Thank God for Kelly Clarkson. What is she, only 30? Going after the octogenarians. Holy cow. This is like my mother's crowd. (laughs) They better bring some K-pop artists in there to bring it down a little bit. Yikes. Wow. All right. We have a major problem at the northern border. The, are, the super pigs from Canada are invading. This is a real story. It's a real story, and there, there's a lot of concern. I, I'm, I'm doing some research on these super pigs as we speak. If you have never – this is not your little pig from no. like Charlotte's you know, web. No, no. These are mean, nasty, I will tear you to shreds kind of 300-pound creatures. And they're doing agricultural damage, and they're, it, it's an actual invasion. Yeah, they, they don't, there's only one guy to go to on this. 
Ted Nugent. Oh, no. <laughs> he was talking to Jesse Waters last night, and he has a plan oh, to, does he? to take out the Canadian invading pigs. Oh, good. I'm glad. We've got that in the White House. Plan to re-up the Christmas tree that fell down. Is that symbolic or what? It's so true. All right, then more coming up next. The East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Well, it's clearer now than ever. We need to secure the border, <laughs> the Canadian border. We got a major problem. It's no joke, though. I mean, this this really is a thing. There is an invasion of wild pigs, that, and there's only one place to blame. They're not even a real country anyway. Canadian environmental policies are to blame for this, and farmers. Yeah, what happened was uh, apparently back in the '80s, ca- Canada, the government. Uh, convinced many farmers, you need to get into the pig industry because meat is very expensive. We we know we need more hams. We need more bacon. Well, then there was a huge collapse in 2001. So what many of these Canadian farmers did was just go to the back 40, cut the fence, and let all of these pigs loose. Well, these pigs intertwined with the wild pigs. Now you have this super wild pig that they did to the tune of in Canada – they do $2.5 billion of damage to crops each and every year. And they're coming here. And they're coming here. Now, here's the problem. In Canada, they say in Saskatchewan, in like three other areas, Manitoba and one other, the pig population is so out of control, they'll never get to eradicate them. Oh, they, yeah, they can't. They, there's probably, too many pigs compared I would to bet, hunters. I'll look it up, but I will bet you part of the reason why the Canadian farmers couldn't do that and just slaughter them was there was some stupid overreach government policy up there. I'll almost guarantee that's what it is. Without even looking at it, weren't allowed to slaughter them. Uh, some or states, hunt. Some states make it the only way you can catch them is at night. So you can't even you can't even hunt them during the day. So I would assume Canada probably has similar they laws. They probably do. Yeah. So And the problem is, and I had pigs, so I can, I can attest to this because I didn't believe it either. A pig has a litter every three months, three weeks, three days, almost down to three hours. So they populate quickly. Yeah, and they have a lot of them. So there's these wild pigs. They're, they're mean. They're nasty. If you think they're nice, like little potbelly pigs oh, no. you see, no. no. These things are like lions with tusks that are, you know, a foot long that will rip you to shreds. Well, now they're invading the northern U.S. states, which means it wouldn't take too long before they're down here as well. Is only if, if they're that mean, there's only one guy to go to to eradicate them. Who's that? And one guy only. Ted Nugent. <laughs> Jesse Waters had him on last night for the solution. Here's what it sounded like. What can be done, Ted? This is out of control. It's pretty simple, Jesse. Number one, thanks for having me out because I'm your pork chop daddy and I know how to handle an invasion <laughs> of pigs. You need to kill them and grill them. It's pretty simple. I'm down here in Texas right now. I just got out of my tree stand with my trusty Matthews bow. And if a porker gets within 50 yards of me, <laughs> it's dinner on the hoof. Oh, jeez. When Trump is in next year this time, his first appointee is going to be Ted Nugent. <laughs> New ag commissioner. The new <laughs> super pig commissioner. But he's also got, he's got a specific plan. In fact, he's hunted these kinds of things before. It really is about hunting and management, and that's what we do down here in Texas and Alabama and Florida. I've killed pigs in Hawaii with a knife. I hunt them with dogs and bows and arrows and atlatls and machetes and 10 millimeters and rifles and machine guns from helicopters. Jesse, you haven't lived till you've hunted with Uncle Ted from a helicopter with a machine gun and killed the pigs. 
Oh my goodness! <laughs> one guy, one guy to go to, and that's him. I could see him hanging out of a helicopter, just going. Oh, oh there's all kinds of videos of him doing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's well, a, he, you know, we laugh, but he's actually, as far as like game management and hunting and conservation, he's one of the biggest in the world. Well, he'd know what to do. And if Canada, Canada would probably never say, "Oh, you know, come up here, Ted, and help us." He would could probably help him eradicate it if. If it's causing two and a half billion dollars in damage, he's not going to worry about Canada. He'll just go, as soon as they cross the border, done. I, well, and Canada, by the way, they're happy as hell that they're heading south. Sure, get rid of them. Yes, but I, I don't. I don't think they'll ever eradicate them in in Canada. I think they'll just keep you know coming across the border though. But just think, if you have a farm in upstate New York or you know along Lake Erie near in parts of Upper Ohio and Upper Michigan. And you got you know big ag areas there. These pigs are going to come in and destroy everything. They survived Canadian winters. You know how cold and it gets. And prospered. Yeah. yeah, they would. They'd be here in one summer. They'd, yeah. they'd be. They would. Then they would mingle with like the Everglades pigs. Oh, the d- wild ones. Oh, oh geez, my forget god! It. Then you get a really like a super bad pig. Then you got the super duper pigs. That's it. But they say wild pigs right now in the United States cost two and a half billion dollars worth of damage to crops, and that's here. And these aren't super pigs. These are just wild pigs in general. Unleash Ted. I'm That's, telling you. I, I, I think he got a brilliant idea, actually. He's the guy that knows. Oh, people get all upset. He shoots pigs from helicopters. Well, oh, that's how what le- you mean? That's what led to this problem, overpopulation, and they let him loose, and now look at us. That right. This is... This is idiot government interference well, in action. And that's the problem. They say Minnesota, North Dakota, and Montana are already taking steps to stop the invasion. So those three states are doing things. Uh, I, I, how Unless do you stop they have them? called Ted and have him on speed dial, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> okay. It means it's ineffective. <laughs> what are they? Do? What are they going to put up a fence? What do they do? I don't know. They, they got to have. They say early detection. Once you see them, like you got to get rid of them. You got to kill them right away. If not, forget it. They'll take over. So I guess that maybe they have cameras set up so they watch to see if these things are coming across the border. And then they got to find them. I don't know. It's, kill them. They're mean, nasty critters. Trump's going to say, we're going to build the Canadian wall and they're going to pay for it. <laughs> and the pigs are going to pay for it. The pigs are going to use their snouts and their hooves. We're going to sell off the pig, <laughs> the pig meat and that's what's going to pay for the Canadian wall. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, of course, our microphones uh, are everywhere. This is what it sounded like around the White House Christmas tree last night. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no, it fell down just like everything in this administration. It was supposed to be lit tonight. This is the sad part. You know, they were beating the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. Uh, It was, uh, they say they have uprighted it. As of last night, they had, they brought in a big crane and they uprighted it. But that report you have from that shit. Ridiculous. The the local state. Oh, the humanity. I'm like, it's a tree. It's going to be fine. So they had all their live people are their live shots all set up because like you said it was supposed to be lit up they were all set ready to go well now they have a story because it fell down but listen to the drama with this from local dc (laughs) local yokel news people contractor is willing to come back and redecorate but they're not even certain if this tree is is salvageable at this point as you can imagine how will we save It, it it fell over it didn't crack in half it just fell over okay the rockefeller christmas tree Center Christmas tree. They take that apart in how many pieces? Four? And then they put it back together? Yeah. So if, if the, why don't they just call them up and ask them how to fix this tree if it, indeed if it did break? Here's a perfect example. Rockefeller, privately run. Oh, okay. Goes yeah. off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. Televised. Everybody loves it. White House Christmas tree, <laughs> run by the government. 
broken, in pieces, <laughs> fallen down, cracked, don't know if it's salvageable. Much like this administration. Okay, I get it. It's a disaster. You think Trump hired somebody to go push it over. <laughs> you should put that on truth. So it's a real shame about the, about the, it'll call it the Biden tree. It fell down just like him. Like Joe trying to fall down Air Force One steps. That's true. I, I feel badly it fell over, but I'm sure it's going to be fine. So in in normal cases, they would they uprighted it last night and they would probably have relit it tonight and, and made a big deal about it. But tonight's the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. So they moved it to tomorrow night. Yeah, the one that people care about. Yeah. The sure. one that works. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Did you find that cut of him showing up late after No, we got to find that. I, and I totally forgot about that story. <laughs> that was a year ago already, that the White House Christmas oh. event last year. LL Cool J was the MC. They introduced Biden, and it was two minutes before he got to the stage. Now it, yeah. They ran out of music. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, I remember. And LL Cool J, poor guy, didn't know what no, to do. He like, was stuck. He's trying to fill. And, oh, uh, boy. It was terrible. All right, we've got rapid fire again coming up in just a couple of minutes, just past bottom of the hour. We'll update you on all the headlines. Keep it here next, the East South Florida Morning Show. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. We're officially in the holiday season. There's a lot going on in the news. Jen's got the first story. Well, you know what? I I hope this happens purely because we don't want to see these little critters go away. Uh, Florida amenities could soon be returned to the endangered species list. Oh, no. They were doing so well. Yeah, yeah. Well, federal wildlife officials are looking at it right now to put the West Indy manatee, and that's the ones we have, back in the protective list because... Uh, the mammal was downlisted to a threatened species back in 2017, and then the lack of the food supply hit. Remember? Mm. Oh, Remember so they're propellers this time. Yeah. It's food supply. Remember they were? They, I think they're still doing it. They were feeding them lettuce yeah. by those machines, so they wouldn't get used to people feeding them. Right. Uh, anyway, a lot of environmentalists have started saying there's more than a thousand of them died in 2021. Mm. Why are you taking so long? Uh, the FWC says this year alone, 500 have already died. Oh, so oh no. they say by the end of the year, they will make a decision so the manatee may be put back on the endangered oh. species list. Which is not good. No, it's not good. Love those. The sea yeah. cows. They're yeah. so cute. They kind of float there. They look like logs in the water. Yeah, they just hang out. Yeah. Save the manatees. Save the manatees. Come on. All right. Hope they do. Well, 12 more hostages released by Hamas. Extended ceasefire deal with Israel. This calls for extending the ceasefire even longer, but no confirmation on that yet. Uh, temporary pause in the fighting, except there was more fighting during the ceasefire. Skirmishes broke Ooh. out on the border. That would be Hamas yeah. doing it, by the way, not Israel. Uh, 12 uh, innocent hostages released. 30 additional Palestinian detainees released from an Israeli prison. Say, so I always met, you know, we, we talked about this off the air, but you wonder, how bad are these people? You know, they were in oh. prison. The odds are they're terrorists of some sort. I'm sure they're members the of Hamas. Yeah. So. so you've got Palestinian prisoners, all every one of them accused of terrorism, and then 12 hostages yesterday released to people that were just innocently ripped out of their homes and their family members killed. Right. That makes that no fair? sense. No, it doesn't. No. But if it's going to get the hostages released, I guess uh, Netanyahu had to do it. So yep, it is what it is. I just hope they get that little baby back. Well, the good news is, is that, you know, if they do make that swap, and I think you guys mentioned it, and Netanyahu's kind of hinted at it, yeah, sure, you know, we'll make the swap, we'll release these prisoners, we'll kill them in a couple of weeks anyway, oh, yeah. we'll yeah. hunt them down and oh, yeah. track them down and they'll be dead, but that's fine. My favorite one so far, she's on video, she was one of the first of the Palestinian prisoners released, she got back there, she was on video, her first statement was, we need to kill the Jews! Oh, jeez. Well! 
Well, oh, yeah, she go. learned a lot, huh? Aren't okay. you a sweetheart? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Well, this is a crazy, he's talking about crazy. This one is, I don't know why I didn't hear about this earlier in the week. I guess it's just kind of starting to get steam over the past 16 hours or so. There's a guy who caused mass panic on a Southwest flight. Oh, yeah. Leaving New Orleans, yep. going to um, Atlanta. And what happened was the plane was getting ready to depart. And all of a sudden, he opens up the emergency exit window. Great. Jumps on the wing and starts running on the tarmac. And everyone's like, what the heck is going on? Then there was word around the plane that he might have left something on there. Yeah, the, he left something behind. Yeah, like like a bag or something that he left oh, behind. Oh, jeez. And so he's running. People are saying he left a bag behind on the plane. He just jumps out of the emergency window. People start freaking out, panicking. The the, the um, you know flight attendants come on, say everybody needs to get off the plane. It was insane. There was some video of people just kind of like, you know, yelling at each other. Come on, get off. Go, go, go. He tried to steal a truck and eventually got arrested. <laughs> nothing happened. I mean, as far as, you know, thankfully nothing was found on the plane. It wasn't like, a, you know, an attempted attack or anything like that. They ended Jeez. up saying that he suffered a mental health crisis. To say I, the least. To yeah. say the least. Jeez. <laughs> it was unreal. Did So did all the other people have to go down the slides to get off the plane? I mean, or were no. they still at the gate? They How did still, the rest get off? Okay. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think they were just about to depart. Okay. So they were just, they were still at the gate. So they were able to kind of, you know, just run off the plane back into the uh, terminal there. But they, they did end up taking off about three or four hours later. Jeez. Once they got everything straightened out. But How I, scary is that? You landed at your relative's house. How was the flight? Do I have a story for you? Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea. You'd be the hit of Thanksgiving. Just Good think Lord. if it was the guy sitting next to you. Oh, God. Right? right. Excuse imagine. me. See you later. Bye. I'm jumping out the window. He's got the window seat. Maybe he had the aisle. He's like, can I switch with you? I want the window seat. And he just jumps out. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I guess he really wanted it. My Holy gosh. Cow. Well, this is one of those stories. Actually, when I watched this, all I could think about was the movie Die Hard. A crane operator in England. They are calling this guy a hero. I think you got to call him that and then some. Hmm. There's a burning skyscraper. And when I tell you this thing's engulfed in flames, the top of the skyscraper is engulfed in flames. On the corner of the roof, a guy shows up waving his coat so people can see I'm stuck on this burning roof. Oh, wow. The crane operator's working on the building next door. Sees the guy. Now, for whatever reason, there is a cage that they keep, I guess, on site at construction sites that holds people. He grabs the cage, swings it up on top of the roof. Oh my gosh. And it comes down. Well, the problem is it doesn't come down the right way. And the guy in the roof's like, got to bring it back up. Oh, you got to turn it around. But these people on the ground, Bill's got the sound, are doing the play-by-play of this guy getting saved. Yeah, here are the witnesses. It's drama-filled. He's obviously trying to get it open. Oh my God, in a second there won't be nothing to open. He's trying to get in. He's getting in. He's in! He's in! He's in! He's in. It's good! It's good! It took a good probably minute, minute and a half, seems like an hour, for this guy and the helicopter guy to the crane guy to maneuver this cage so this guy can get into it, but he saves his life. Wow. It was like excruciating no... to watch, though. It oh. took so long. It was like, oh, my God, get in the And the, the cage comes down the wrong way, and the guy's going, bring it back up, spin it around. I'm like, get in the cage. Hold on to the damn cage. Just get off the roof. My goodness. Mm. It's really intense. It's a feel-good story, though. Get a job out of that yeah. guy. Amazing. Boy, you're not kidding. Well, we got a little update for you on a story we brought to you yesterday. You might have heard about this one. Deadspin, which is an absolutely horrific far-left media outlet. Terrible, yeah. They wrote an article. Here was the headline. The NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface and native headdress. Well, the fan was a kid. He's a child. 
About eight. I know he's under yeah, ten. He's a little yeah. kid. Uh, they tried to out him. Little update for you: the young fan that they tried to cancel over blackface and racism accusations. Oops! Oh no, he's Native American. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! And isn't his like his grandfather some bigwig? Yes. Now, unfortunately, his name got out there, but through his name getting out there, they were able to realize a lot about his his family. Holden Armanta. He's from California. He's a native that belongs to the Chumash tribe. His dad is on the Chumash tribe board in Santa Inez. And everybody making a massive... De- Deadspin just looks absolutely horrific about this now. They tried to cancel another one. A child. A well, kid. And and to top it off, you know, like we were talking about, because this story really kind of developed where, you know, they were falsifying the story to begin with. Oh, they were. They only they showed the black side of his face. like the, He had black and red. Right. You know, Chiefs colors, which is mostly black and white. I mean, red and white, but still, it's primary colors for the team. Yeah. And they only show the black part of his face and cut off the red part. That's and, he, and he's a They're kid. terrible. Right. And they, they try to out... I mean, this was headed towards like a like a Nick Sandman Covington kid say, story. Yeah. I was about to say, I hope his family pulls a Nick Sandman and oh. sues Deadspin for all they're worth and takes them down. This could not have gone worse for the Deadspin writer. No. And, and it, it already was looking bad because every everybody was turning against them for trying to cancel this kid. And then it turns out he's Native American. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to love the little ironies of life. Oh, it's great. It really is. I hope they go down for this. Well, guys, this is another example of uh, maybe the downfall of, of, of society because a lot of people don't know how to drive stick shift. No, and, true. And honest, I'm, I'm one of them. I, I just never learned. I was never taught how to drive stick shift. There is a rumor, by the way, that if you own a stick shift car, you can leave the keys in it because nobody else knows how to drive them anyway. Well. They'll never get stolen. Oh, is, that, is this what this is? I'm sorry. <laughs> On that note, Jen, <laughs> a group of carjackers tried to steal a Maryland man's SUV, <laughs> but failed when they realized that they couldn't drive a stick shift. Wow. And they were arrested. Oh, good. They they, I'm just, sorry. I didn't mean to No, no, no. It's funny. It's, <laughs> did you bit another? Did you I, I, another bit? I did. I screwed that one up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the bit he worked this for week. 24 hours for this setup. <laughs> he wrote it down. I did. But it was funny because I, I, I would prefer a stick to an automatic, any day, especially if I had a sports car. If I still had a Porsche, it, it was always a stick. All right. You got to teach me. Yeah. It's easy. I never was. I've never. I think I've been in a manual drive car once, let yeah. alone driven one. Yeah, but if you have a sports car, yeah, it needs to have a stick. Uh, there's just no other way around it. Jen's gonna teach me. Well, we'll do a video. Just remember, if you can't find them, grind them. That's a key. Oh God! <laughs> you should. You should <laughs> Don't you remember in Pretty He'll Woman when go. she says, "Oh, it's a basic H," and he just looks at her and goes, "She goes, you're having a clue, do you?" And he goes, "No." no <laughs> She's like, "Okay, <laughs> you're driving a Ferrari and you don't know how to drive it. Automatic." Mm. That makes sense. There you go. Uh, Merriam-Webster has come out with its uh, 2023 word of the year. It's authentic. We don't know why. Hmm. They think that it's because of stories and conversations about AI, artificial intelligence. Hmm. Okay. So more people are looking for authentic things. All right. I was was thinking handbags and shoes. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Like not knockoffs. Yeah. Speaking of AI, we've got the uh, very popular AI singer-songwriter from YouTube. She speaks now. She speaks? They're way off on this. Uh, I wouldn't be as afraid of AI taking over entertainment as you think. I I think she sounds pretty good Mm. myself. All right, we've got that. And uh, coming up next, we'll uh, now that the White House Christmas tree has fallen down, we'll revisit a memory from last year. Remember the oh. LL Cool J introduction of Joe Biden? Oh. And he didn't show up. 
I did it until you reminded me this morning. I it, forgot too, and but then ev- it all came flushing back. Everybody's <laughs> reposting it. We got it next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Well, the American tradition continues tonight. We got the Rockefeller Center tree getting lit up, and the the the, the axe, and Kelly Clarkson's going to host. She going to sing too? Oh, I would assume it's going to sing. We got share there. Uh, okay, so the question is: Do all the Fanalo fans go crazy when Barry Manilow, Cher, and Kelly Clarkson all sing together? Well, all the Fanalo fans are in bed <laughs> or in a home right now, Jen. So <laughs> I think it's a little too late for him. <laughs> I think it's too late for him. Anyway, uh, that that's happening tonight. It was Ouch. supposed to be to, uh, the White House Christmas tree, but it fell over. Yeah, and it's fine, by the way. Yeah. But listen to that one. You got to play that one chick because she's like, we don't know. Listen to this drama. <laughs> Contractor is willing to come back and redecorate, but they're oh. not even certain if this tree is is salvageable oh. at this point. As you can imagine, we will rebuild. Oh my god! No, has anybody ever had? I my stupid new cat has knocked over three Christmas trees. By the way, Uh-oh. they're all fine. You know, you just got to kind of upright them and you know maybe fix the little you know limbs a little bit. It put the baubles back on. That's what they did with this thing. They just uprighted it last night. It's fine. With the latest White House Christmas tree disaster, all of a sudden everybody started reposting last year. Do you remember Joe Biden trying to introduce the White House and, and light it up? The LL Cool J incident? LL introduces him, and it took two minutes. No. And they had to redo the intro because Joe oh, didn't show right. he couldn't find the stage. The music stopped. That's right. Here's a little, now it's longer than this. Here's a little edited version of that where poor LL Cool J, as a, an MC, had to try to fill. Here it was. It is my tremendous honor to welcome our literal host, the actual host for this very American celebration, President Biden and First Lady Dr. Jill Biden. Here comes the music. Uh-oh. Da, 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 da. Now it went on for two minutes. Listen. Listen to the end. <laughs> oh, you left it. There it is. <laughs> the bell. So, nothing going on. LL and, has to come back. So, we, w- we want to do it again. Not, not the whole thing. You know, you're good. Da, 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 oh, da. my God. It t- there was, he, two minutes of silence. Can you imagine? Poor LL Cool. I, I, I get the heebie-jeebies <laughs> just feeling sorry for him right now because he wasn't a very good MC. I'm no. sorry. LL Cool J, maybe he can sing, but he, he can't MC. <laughs> and he was lost. It was so sad. And he was insane. Because what can you do? They're cringing. I'm like, they're just oh. tell, They're just telling him backstage, if you've ever been in that position, Phil, Phil. Do something. Just do something. Well, oh, great. I, they couldn't find him. He couldn't find the stage. Again, see, we should have known then we were in trouble. Oh, we knew before that. <laughs> Like holy cow! Anyway, so there's a nice there's a nice memory. We'll see if they rebuild the tree. Uh, I don't think you have to worry about this though. You know, it's been a big concern about AI, artificial intelligence, and that's why authentic's the word of the year. And blah blah blah. Don't worry about it taking over entertainment. If this is the best they got so far. Well, I I think when she talks, you can tell. But when she sings, I, to me, she sounds like any other Disney artist. I'm really? sorry. Yeah. You think this sounds like a human did this song? Yeah. Her name is Anna Indiana. <laughs> Okay, well. She doesn't really exist. She's a computer-generated AI singer-songwriter with all kinds of hits on YouTube. And this is her song. You ready? Mm-hmm. It's called Betrayed by This Town. Oh. So even artificial intelligence is disgruntled and... Here it is. Faces painted with smiles Lies are told A facade of unity 
can, you can tell it's computer generated. It's just it's not it's not good. But now people are wondering what she sounds like, so she's talking, introducing herself. Oh, that's wonderful. You ready? Mm-hmm. Here she is. Hello, world. My name is Anna Indiana, and I'm so excited to share my music with you. Here's my first song, "Betrayed by This Town." As an AI singer-songwriter, everything from the key, tempo, chord progression, melody notes, rhythm, lyrics, and my image and singing is auto-generated using AI. So she's artificial and <gasps> even she is like, you know, full of angst. Betrayed by this town. She sounds like a young Cher to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Put a little of that, that, what do they call it, behind her? Like her, all her music is these days. I don't know. I think if you put that in an animation movie, you could get away with her singing, not her voice. You can't imitate Cher. Now that's right. We're going to hear that tonight, by the way. I I'm sure. wouldn't worry about AI anytime soon. Yeah, she's kind of creepy looking. That chick, uh, yeah, that Annie just a little. Indiana, just to watch the the video is very creepy. It's it's not good, not good. But I they're getting they're getting better. Is it like the iRobot, the robot and iRobot? That thing was kind of creepy too. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's what eventually it's going to happen. They're going to take over and rule the world, Bill. No doubt about it. Got to oh, go. We got to go. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll be back. I don't know what else we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never know what time the outs are. Diener's going to tell me all the time. Well. We could talk about the Rockefeller tree tonight. Sure. We'll talk about that. We can talk about uh, what else with Christmas-wise. There's a lot. Oh, the movies you like to watch over and over again. Which I like this list. I don't know why you don't like this so much. I, I, I don't not like the list. I just don't agree with what's number one. That's yeah. all. That's, you know, you know me. I have to be controversial and it's disagree a, with you. <laughs> it's a classic, though. I got to tell you, with this uh, Ron DeSantis debate coming up tomorrow night with Gavin Newsom, which is really about the next election cycle. They're just trying to, you know, start that fight already. Right. DeSantis has taken some shots about California. It's actually pretty smart. Well, if he does this tomorrow night during the debate, by the way, who's going to watch the lighting of the National Christmas tree if the debate's on at the same time? No one. Nobody. That's what's going to happen. Uh, so he's if he sticks to facts and doesn't lose his temper, because Gavin Newsom isn't going to lose his cool. He's very polished. He's a good debater. Yeah. Well, we'll find so out. So DeSantis has to keep his cool. All right, that and more. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. One of the things we need in this country is term limits for members of Congress. It's a good policy. We have people like Pelosi that have been there for decade after decade. Uh, they're more interested in advancing themselves than they are delivering results for you. Hold on a minute. Is he getting better at this? Mm. Late in the game, too late? Well, hopefully, it, DeSantis, is, as much as I love him as our governor, does not need to be running for the presidency. But nope. that's exactly what this debate uh, tonight is going to be. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the DeSantis Gavin Newsom debate. Uh, oh, it's tomorrow night. Sorry, yeah, tomorrow night. Tonight. Long awaited, which is really just about the future. I mean, they're going to push you know Gavin Newsom ahead further than DeSantis will ever make it because he's not going to topple Trump. But it's really about these two parties trying to pick these guys for the future. But DeSantis did two smart things yesterday. He announced term limits as part of his platform. One of the first things, and he says we do it in Florida. It works. The other thing was his campaign also released. Just a video of these horrific street scenes of San Francisco, oh. of the crime, the drug problem, the dirt, the filth, 
Does he show that tomorrow during the debate? Now, this is a 90-minute debate. I don't okay. think he can show it, but just to get it out there to the world right ahead of a debate with Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, pretty smart. Well, I'm sure he's going to bring it up and say, hey, listen, you know yeah. what? I was in your state. I was in San Francisco. Actually, I got video of it. Yeah. You know, and maybe they do roll it as a B, excuse me, as a B-roll. But still, how do you, how do you negate that issue when Gavin Newsom's standing there and he's the governor of the state and DeSantis says, you know, obviously you have a serious drug issue, a serious right. homeless issue. Newsom yesterday announced he's spending $350 million to get rid of the L.A. homeless encampments. And he says, well, it's money we already had. It's taxpayer money that we've had. Okay, well, if you've had it, how come you haven't used it until now? You the haven't day done before you debate. <laughs> and it doesn't mean you're getting rid of the people. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they're going to do. I I really don't. But. He's really amazing. I mean, this is truly like a media creation. The guy is running on his record in California, and yet he's hiding from his record in California. Yes. So it's and and DeSantis. All DeSantis has to do tonight is or tomorrow night. Sorry, don't lose your temper. Don't get hot under the collar like he has a tendency to do, and just talk about the facts. This is what we did in Florida. This is what you've done in California. Newsom's going to negate everything. Does he bring up the fact that Does he bring up the fact that Newsom during COVID went to a place where dinner was twenty five hundred bucks a person? Oh, I hope so. Remember that? That would be smart. What was that? What was the name of that place? Uh, French Laundry? The French Laundry something or something laundry. like that? Yeah, Remember? Everybody else was in lockdown. Here's Newsom out with his buddies having a $2,500 dinner. You're right. Like, all right. Does he, he bring up the fact that he owns two wineries or three? He should bring all of that up. And you're right. He needs to keep cool. You should be his campaign manager. Tell Ron exa- that's exactly what you need to do. Compare Florida to California and all the other you know, uh, stuff that Gavin Newsom's done that just thumbed his nose in the face of his own residence. And don't get your hot under the collar because he's going to come after you and say, well, you burn books in Florida. You have stopped, you know, transgender kids from participating in sports. You've done this. And you know that's all going to hit. So he just has to be calm and cool and just say, listen, you got the facts right. He's going to talk about how he attacked. You attacked the greatest mouse in the world. So in other words, you don't want to hear this from DeSantis? Give me a break. You can whiz on my leg, but don't tell me it's raining. Would that would that ruin it for him? <laughs> no, no. I think that would win him lots of points, actually. <laughs> That's not him getting upset. He gets upset. He gets angry. And he his, does. his voice, he starts he starts yelling. He needs to be cool and calm, and, and he can say his great lines like that. But he's going to get attacked about the Disney. He's going to get attacked about the transgender issue. He's going to get attacked about banning books in schools. Uh, what was it? Don't say gay, Bill. Whatever. That, that'll be one of the first things Newsom brings up. It's a good chance for DeSantis to clarify all this because most of it's just a lie. True. It's not a book ban. It was no. a review. All they do was take porn out of kids' library books. Right. It's all it was. And with the whole thing about the uh, don't say gay, Bill, that was never what it was about. And no. is it, this is on a net, regardless of who's watching or not, um, what kind of an audience it gets, it's a chance for DeSantis to clear that up. So I get why he's doing this. So, But why is Newsom doing it? And if you're sitting at home going, why would the governor of Florida be debating the governor of California? Because uh, the governor of California is going to be your Democratic representative for the White House. I think so. There's no easier yeah, candidate. I really do. There's no doubt about it. All right. In the meantime, breaking news this morning. How often is this happening now? It's really actually tragic. Uh, a U.S. military aircraft has crashed in waters off the coast of Japan. Yeah, we have ha- another military aircraft 
crashing. It was it uh, an Osprey? I, I, is that one of those like it looks like a helicopter but flies like a plane? Is yeah. that what that is? It, yeah, it crashed off the waters of Japan, and it was just interesting because the, the Japanese fishermen were uh, were also helping trying to you know recover the. Pe- there were eight people on board. Uh, they had, earlier this morning they had said they had found one of the people on board, but they didn't say if it was a he or a she or if they were alive or dead. They just said they had found a person. Um, now it was weird because we just looked up and they have the Japanese Coast Guard is helping look for survivors of this crash. But it says Japan Coast Guard in English written on the side of this ship. And I'm like, why would Japan have that instead know. of be written in Japanese? It made no sense to me. But they're reporting one death. Uh, earlier reports had eight crew members on board, but Coast Guard now has lowered it to six. That's just crazy. Is it just me, or is this happening all the time now? Seems it happens. Didn't we just have one two days ago? Last week. Another one, yeah. I don't know if it was an Osprey, but it was another. Was it a Blackhawk that went down? I think it was a Blackhawk. They seem to crash more than most. Every time it seems there's a a vehicle going down, it's one of those Blackhawk helicopters. It's crazy, though. It's kind of scary. So hopefully they find some survivors. It would be nice. Or in better news... We thought this would be a nice holiday story. It's turned into another controversial list, which is why they make lists, by the way, so people fight and argue. <laughs> I'm just, what? I'm not arguing. I'm just saying I don't agree. Well, not us. <laughs> why is, what is America's favorite holiday film to rewatch every single year? Okay, so one of my favorites would be Scrooge. Whatever version it is that you like it's more like than any, twenty five versions. Okay, the one that they just redid, the one I like. It's a Christmas story, a Scrooge, a Christmas. They, they sing in it, but anyway. Oh, that's that woke Scrooge. It, no, it's not woke. It's cute, but anyway, they sing and they, they're all Broadway stars. But anyway, it doesn't even make the top ten. It's too new. No, but even the old Scrooge, any uh, of the Scrooges, even Scrooged with Bill Murray. I love that film. Yeah, but nobody watches Scrooge year after year. That's no. an every other year kind of thing. It's you too depressing. Think? Oh, it, no, it ends great. Hey, I have some more. <laughs> anyway, it didn't make the list. So you know what let's did, though? start there. This is an amazing thing. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life is on there. When was that movie made? 46, maybe? Yeah, it's, it was, it or was 47. before I was born. It still holds up as long as it is. It's still in black and white. Unless you see the colorized version, which is like un-American. But the... the the cinematography, the writing, the comedy, the timing, the story. There are, there are movies from the 80s and 90s that don't hold up. They're too slow. This but, thing still has – it's great. It and, still holds up. And you know it's funny? If you watch a modern-day Christmas story or a Christmas film, you will hear somebody say, every time a bell rings, you know what that means. That's right. And that came from It's a Wonderful Life. It's a great movie. So it was like, wow. They, they still reference it somewhere along the line. Christmas Vacation. Go to number five at Elf. And they got to see. I think Christmas specials should be separate. That's just a separate list. But they got Rudolph, then Charlie Brown Christmas, Christmas Story. But number one is what, Jen? Home Alone. Kevin. <laughs> it's a great it, movie. It is, you know. And I just watched it the other day, and it's cute. But I remember when it first came out. I went to the movies. I watched it. I thought it was a great thing. It made Macaulay Culkin. That was his first big film. It did. And everybody was going, ah, you know, slapping their faces. Uh, it, it, but they, I remember one of the first things they did was all the injuries that the two bad guys endure, how many times they would have died. I know, I know. The they did to hit them. on the head, <laughs> bit by the dog. They got electrocuted. It was like, okay. But it was cute. But is it worthy to be number one on the list yes. of movies you want to watch over and over again? It's a no. great one. No. It launched- I put Die Hard first. 
We wouldn't have Macaulay Culkin without it. I know. It's so true. They're trying to rebuild the White House Christmas tree. Rockefeller tree goes up tonight. We've got that to talk about. And, uh, you know, that service for Rosalind Carter was actually beautiful yesterday. They did a lovely job. Made me cry. All right. A lot more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. My mother was the glue that held our family together through the ups and downs and thicks and thins of our family's politics. That's Chip Carter. I gotta, I gotta give the Carter family, the entire family, credit for that send-off they had yesterday. I mean, it was a big deal. A lot of dignitaries, obviously. It wasn't without controversy, but especially for Jimmy Carter to come out of hospice to make it to his wife's, you know, sending off, and nothing was going to stop him. But man, the toughness that that took. All wow. the respect in the world for that guy. Yeah, and he's uh, he's ninety-nine. Yeah, he sat in the front row right next to all the. Yeah. I guess Rosalind Carter Carter wanted all the first ladies there, and yes, she, she had did. made a point that she wanted them all there. So it was Melania Trump, Michelle Obama, Laura Bush, Jill Biden, and then the president was there, Joe Biden, and then Bill Clinton was there as well. Um, so at, where was Hillary? Was uh, she there? She was. Uh, she, she was there. She was cutting off the plane. I remember that. I didn't, see so, her. didn't exactly look for. Her, be honest with no, you. No, I, I don't blame you. But I, I, what got me was uh, Amy Carter got up, and first I was shocked at how old she was. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. I guess we, as you said, you get this image of somebody in your mind of you know what you remember them as. We all remember Amy Carter being in the White House. At least I do. And she said, "My mom spent most of her life loving my father." Yeah. And she said, "This is a day of love and and friendship and and just a, a, a union that was just incredible. Seventy seven year marriage." And then she read that letter that her dad wrote to her mother when they were dating, when he was in the service and she was still here. And she got through the first. How she got through the, the five lines of that letter beyond me. I'm like, oh my god, I was crying. Yeah, that'd be tough. It was like, whoa, give the girl credit. So, so it was. I mean. It was uh, it was touching. It was. It was well done. When yeah. you're going to have something like that, because I think when we heard it was going to be such a big affair with so many dignitaries invited, I, all of us were kind of like, oh, well, this you know, could go really bad really fast. But they did a nice job. You, you know what made it different? It was the family that ran it. Yeah. You know, yeah, when, right. when, a, when a president dies, you know, the president's, you know, vice president gets up, the, the, the cabinet members, the senators, who cares? I want to hear like they did with Jimmy Carter. These were his kids, yeah. You know, or Mrs. With they with uh, Rosalind Carter. These were his kids, the, her grandkids. Her husband was there. The story of their love life. It was. It was just. It was wonderful. That's what you want to see at a, at a, a nice ceremony. Well done. Yeah. So good. And then they had Garth Brooks and uh, what's her name sing? And Trisha. <laughs> and they're Trisha. Fantastic. They're great. And I. And it was funny because everyone's like, "Why they're there?" Uh, they met years ago doing Habitat for Humanity. And I think it was Garth Brooks that got involved with it. And he said Jimmy Carter was like his father. They were probably, the whole family's probably big fans anyway. You can imagine that they're country listeners. You right. Know, you don't know. So they sang, they sang there and it was beautiful. Yeah. Well done. Well, we've got, uh, we've got the family member. This is, this is a cousin of, remember little Abigail Idan, the little girl that was uh, four year, just turned four years old, released as a hostage right. from Hamas. Uh, family member speaking out. And this is another thing well done by a family. Speaking out on behalf of those still in captivity. You know, as long as there are people in Hamas captivity, young women who shouldn't be there for another moment, grandparents, fathers, sons, daughters, it's our work is not done. Good. Good for her. Good for at least somebody's talking. Uh, The ceasefire officially ends midnight tonight, Uh, whether or not they're having talks as we speak, whether or not they're going to extend that. Uh, Palestinians, what does Hamas get? They get the terrorists that are locked up in an Israeli prison and 
Hamas releases, as long as they release at least 10 hostages each day, Israel will extend the ceasefire by 24 hours. Yeah, no confirmation. They're calling for you know, an extended ceasefire. We'll see what happens with it, though. But uh, 12 more released yesterday, which is good news. That's good. Well, where are the Americans? They're going to hold on to those Americans till the end. Have more value to yeah. a terrorist, right? It's, yeah, I would assume as Jeez. such, which is terrible. All right, better news. The holiday tradition happens tonight. The Rockefeller Center Christmas tree gets lit up. Because, see, that's privately run, not like the White House Christmas tree, which fell down like a box of rocks yesterday <laughs> in the wind. And all the all the lights kind of, like, floated to one little section. I was like, ooh, it's going yeah, to take all, a while. Yeah, they, to... they all slid to the left-hand <laughs> side of the, it's the gonna, thing. It's going to take a while. Don. The tree's fine. They uprighted it. They probably would have lit it again tonight, but they're not going to go up against the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting. Kelly Clarkson is your hostess with the mostest. It starts at 8 o'clock. It's on NBC and Peacock at the same time. But do not forget that Barry Manilow will be there, boys, as well as Cher. Of course. Why is Cher everywhere on NBC? I don't know. I, think she, she, I think she lives at the NBC studios. <laughs> She's been there since Thanksgiving. I think, I think you're right. I, did she? Did she? Did I, and I'm all seriousness. Did she sign a deal with NBC for I'm, something? She I mean, got a special might, coming. It might be part of. Uh, might be a package deal where she did uh, the headliner thing at right. the Thanksgiving parade, a Today Show appearance, and this thing tonight. So it, I bet you it is a contracted deal. It, it could very well be. And they were. They, I I don't know what they're going after. But and then they got Barry Manilow. He's the oldest of the bunch. He's 80. She's 77. She said yesterday on the Today Show, she wishes she were 70 again. Oh, to be 70 again. Oh, to be, I was like, wow. <laughs> okay. Maybe that means the Cher Christmas song isn't selling too well. I don't know why. I can't understand why that's not a... a I made the bad... That's mis- a banger. I made the bad mistake of listening to a couple of other... Just clips of the album. They all say the same. All, all sound the oh, same. Oh, they're all... <laughs> and she just changes lyrics. <laughs> Anyway, that's happening. Okay. <laughs> it's a great event. Even if you don't watch it, though. Oh, that, it's fun. It, it's a great American tradition. They didn't even stop it during, I don't think they did anyway, during the whole COVID garbage thing. Yeah, so just that was good. nobody was there. You know yeah. what? It starts at 8. As I said, it's two hours. They won't light the tree, though, until like 10 o'clock. They got five miles of lights. Five miles. I, you know, I, I understand, yes, these are professionals that put this tree up, but boy, what kind of what, what kind of training do you need to put together this tree? That's more of an architectural engineering degree. I was exhausted. I did my roof line, <laughs> some projectile things, and that's it. And, that's and, it. and some, you know, some up in the palm trees. And that was I was like done. Imagine of, doing that. A couple of blow ups thrown in it. for good measure, and that's it. Done. I I I understand. I did another tree last night, and it takes forever to put the lights on. Get a lighted one, by the way. You were talking about that yesterday. Yeah. A pre-lit tree makes light. The only problem is when the lights die. Well, I was going to say, what do you do with your pre-lit trees when the lights die? I cut mine useless. off and put new ones back on. Yeah. Oh, really? That's what I ended up doing. Yeah. Because I couldn't find where the so break was. So you paid was. extra for a pre-lit tree that's not pre-lit anymore. Yeah. But it was pre-lit for like four or five years. It lasted mm. for a while. But you can't find a pre-lit tree with, I like multicolor. I like all the lights. Yeah. They all seem to have white lights. Yeah. It's hard to find one with multicolored lights on it. Don't so they I have some that, that vary? I saw that at BJ's. They have a button you can do multicolor flash. I hate I, flashing. I, I have those on one of my trees, oh, yes. Okay. So all right. it's, it's, it's all red now. I have killer trees in my house. That's, They're red. That, yeah, that's They're right. death trees. We've got uh, Rapid Fire again. More headlines coming up next, including I have a story. This is apparently a big medical breakthrough for the puppy dog. 
Did you hear about this? I just saw the report. I got bits and pieces, but please share. Big, uh, big medical story to extend your puppy dog's life. Cool. Allegedly. That and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. All right. It's a big week. It's a busy week. It's a holiday week, but a big news one, too. Jen's got the first story. Well, speaking of big weeks, how about big months? Let's look at Amazon. Okay. How many times do you guys see an Amazon truck? Oh, my a God. Van, it, a van, a car. I, they, they're at the point. They just park themselves and station themselves outside of my house now. Yeah. Well, you probably uh, helped to uh, make them the number one deliverer. Amazon delivers more packages to places in America than both UPS and FedEx. I believe Amazon it. surpassed wow. UPS in parcel volume in 2022, passed FedEx in 2020. Internal forecasts say Amazon is expected to make Almost six billion deliveries by the end wow. of this year. I see FedEx trucks and vans. I mean, I'm sorry, Amazon trucks and vans. I mean, an exorbitant amount more than I see UPS or FedEx everywhere. Now here's yeah. the here's the gotcha, and this was a brilliant move on UPS. FedEx parted ways with Amazon in 2019, but Amazon still has a delivery partnership with UPS. Yep, UPS. It's commerce. Eleven percent of it is made up of Amazon deliveries. Amazing. So it's it was probably a good thing. FedEx could there be in go. trouble because they parted with Amazon. Hmm. Let me let me put it in perspective. The Amazon guy comes to our house so much. My dog Cooper, who usually takes a nap right by the front door with a clear glass door, he's not even phased. Really? Doesn't matter. Stranger move. walks up to the door, drops things off. He's like, ah. Uh, <laughs> I see him all. The, I see him three times a day. Oh, that's Fred. Hey, Fred. Yeah. Hey, Fred. That's what happens when you live with three women. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, I already got the warning too. Did you guys get this warning? Don't oh, open. Up nobody any- open any Amazon boxes for a month. <laughs> that's right. They might be for you. Oh, the scary one is because you know you share an Amazon account. So if you're wondering where I your know. packages, oh, you I go know. into orders. No. Oh, oh don't do that. Because no. then you will find out where your pre- your present. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What Santa's bringing? Hey, Watch speaking, out. Speaking of dogs, this is really interesting. Interesting, and it could be great, great news. A California company says it's one step closer to a medical breakthrough for the puppy dog. It's called Loyal. Uh, researchers are creating a drug they hope will help dogs live longer. They just hit a new milestone. This is why it's in the news. The FDA sent a letter saying it agrees with the data provided that shows the drug's effectiveness. Dogs would get a shot or a pill every three to six months. Both could both could be ready by 2026. I don't know exactly what it's supposed to prevent. I would imagine it's a heart kind of thing. Either that or it's a growth thing because larger dogs, they they did a study. If you have a little dog, a little dog will live till it's 18, 19 years old. Like I have Great Danes. If they make it to 10, 11, that's that's old. Mm. So it it may be specifically for bigger dogs as well. They don't live longer. For whatever they have, two times some kind of protein in their body yeah. than little dogs do. I would imagine too this would be a, a big business opportunity for vets. No, because if this is proven to be successful, everybody's going to want this for their puppy dog. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. I mean, you talk about like a fountain of youth pill for dogs. That's it. Well, the, hopefully, it, it also improves their quality of life. Right. Oh, absolutely. Because you know? right. otherwise, so, it's useless without it. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, that's brilliant, but how much is it going to cost? Nah. Especially if you get to get it every three months. Right. It might be cost prohibitive if, mm. if, when it first comes out. Yeah, that could be very expensive. expensive. I don't know. You know. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully not, and hopefully it saves puppies. We'll wait to, wait to see what Loyal's all about. We'll find out. Interesting. I'll be there. So, Mark Cuban, you guys know him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very wealthy guy, very smart businessman, owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Not for long, though, because 
here's the thing, and this is a good business move by him, but I just I find the, the irony of this at the end here kind of funny. He purchased the Mavericks for $285 million back in the year 2000. That's it? I know, right? He just sold just the, did it at $285 yeah. million. Seriously, <laughs> when you can hear what it's worth now. Exactly. And he just sold, the, not the whole team, the majority stake. The majority stake of the Dallas Mavericks for $3.5 billion. Wow. How about that for a deal? The family that bought it, it's run by a woman, right? Miriam Adelson, who's a casino tycoon. Adelson, from they, they opened up all the casinos on, on the Vegas Strip. Oh. He owns a lot of them. But she sold off something to buy the team. Ah, okay. She sold off like $3 billion worth of assets in the hmm. casino business to buy the Mavericks. Or and remember, this is. is just a majority stake. So he actually keeps shares in the team, and he also gets full control of basketball operations. That's what he really wanted. Right. She so, wants the betting right. She wants exactly That's it. what they want. They're talking about putting this, like, maybe a new state, a, a new yeah, arena probably. inside of a resort. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? <laughs> everything in big is everything in Texas is big. They say. How about that? Right? How wow. amazing would that be? Yeah, but what's going on with him though? Because he also, in the same week, sells off a big chunk of the Mavericks, which he loves, mm-hmm. even though he, he retains, you know, operational control. He's also leaving Shark Tank. That's right. Yeah, but isn't Shark Tank ending? Isn't it the end, the last season, and I, that's why? I said he's leaving, and the show's going on. But yeah. what's going on with him? They would make two major decisions like that in one know. week. Does make you wonder, right? He plans for something else he's not talking about. Oh God, here we go. Uh-huh. I'm announcing my candidacy for president. Uh huh. Oh no. Just saying, because he, Please, and that's no. where I was going to finish off. Actually, it's funny you say that because he's a big anti-Trump guy, Mark Cuban. He, he always oh, always he has him. been. This Miriam Adelson woman. This is where you put business and personal aside. She's a huge Trump donor. Oh. <laughs> and oh. She, he's the one that that she made. You know, he made the deal with her to buy the majority stake of the team. I hope in her press conference, initially she goes, we're going to make the Mavericks great again. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. Get out, Mark. (laughs) Get out of here. You. Big business story there. Pretty interesting. That's, wow. Yeah. It also tells you what's going on with the league. They're going to fully embrace even more gambling. I think so. Like the NFL does. Can you imagine that? I mean, it's quite a vision he has, actually, to, to build like an arena inside of a resort. It'd be great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know, and you can go stay at the arena, but you don't have to go to a basketball game. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think this is brilliant. How many of us in this room have built a gingerbread house successfully? Well, once. Successfully, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I had help from an architect, and that was the only reason it stayed up. Snyder's of Hanover. Pretzels. Love those pretzels. They have released recipes and blueprints for everybody to make pretzel cabins over the holidays and push out the traditional gingerbread house. They got plans on their website, but more importantly, they released this fun commercial about (laughs) switching everybody over. Every holiday season, gingerbread people like little (laughs) Gavin here are forced to live in houses made of themselves. (laughs) But now, you can build them a much more tasteful home with Snyder's of Hanover pretzels. (laughs) A Snyder's pretzel cabin isn't just delicious. It's the right thing to do. And they look like log cabins. <laughs> they do, but it, it, they, the one they build in this commercial is pretty impressive. But That's it, good marketing. It takes, it's, it's great. The, the gingerbread man seals the deal. Outstanding. <laughs>
That's funny. I don't know, though. I still, I'm still more of a traditionalist. I think I still might make a gingerbread house. My, if you can get it to stand up, good luck. I know. Here's the question, though, and it lasts through the holiday season. It's basically construction, and it's glued together with the with the frosting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's how you seal the joints together. That's right. Do you eat it at the end? Nah, you smash it, because it's like a, it's old and stale. That's what I was wondering, because yeah. yeah, I love gingerbread, so I'd still eat it. It just it gets so really? hard. I know. No, it's like eating shellac. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> and it's good, though, with the frosting. Doesn't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a little update for you. Yes. Uh, it, does this kid soon become the owner of Deadspin, a horrific left-wing oh. online media outlet? Remember yesterday we were talking about the little kid that was the subject of this headline? The NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface and native headdress. Oh. Well, the fan was a child. I don't know how old, under 10, he might be 8. Yeah, he's a little kid. Uh, as it turns out, Deadspin got all kinds of backlash for this, for them trying to out this kid. It was deceptively edited, too, how they showed his face, because he also had red for the Chiefs there. On the other side, right. And also, oh no, uh-oh, <laughs> it turns out the kid is Native American. This is a fantastic <laughs> Oh boy. Talk oh, about blowing boy. up in your face. <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately, they did release his name. But through getting his name, we found out about his family. Little Holden Armanta from California. Uh, he he belongs to the Shumash tribe. His dad is on the Shumash tribe board. <laughs> and his family better. is deeply, heavily involved. And not only massive Chiefs fans, they are very, very heavily involved in Native, Amer- Native American issues. Wonderful. And the team had no problem with it. In fact, <laughs> pictures are coming out now of... Uh, Players and the cheerleaders posing with this kid at the game. <laughs> That's he right. was a star. But what amazed me, he's from California. Yeah. It, it, maybe he was originally from Kansas City and they moved to California. Chiefs Kingdom knows wow. no bounds, Jim. Well, you're not That's kidding. Right. That's, 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 no borders on Chiefs Kingdom. They, they got a lot of money actually, is what to, I'm to make it even worse, they may have adopted the Chiefs because they're Native American and they support it. That could be could too. very well know. be. You know, in all this stuff where people are against Native American team names, nobody ever asked the Native Americans. No. Never really happened, did it? Jesus. <laughs> I for them. they sue Despin for all they're worth and take them down. I, uh, he could they turn s- this into Chiefs right. spin soon. Oh, yeah. Serves him right. Real quick, guys, I'll finish off with some movie news because I'm a big movie nerd. Yes. And this is good stuff. Uh, now You See Me 3. Remember those movies? The, oh, yeah. the magicians and everything? Those Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. They're making a third one. It's greenlit. I'm just going to go through some of these uh the new Willy Wonka movie. That people uh, there with Timothy Chalamet. I just want to see Hugh Jackman as the uh, Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompa. It, it looks good. It's it does. Getting very good reviews. Yeah. A lot of good uh, test scores coming out of this one. People saying great performances, great movie. And Oppenheimer, which I know you never saw, Bill. Didn't. It's available now. It is. If you can find it, they're saying they're working to replenish stock after the 4K UHD copies are almost sold out instantly. Oh, okay. well, it's available on demand. That's true. You can do that. I'm waiting for the Oppenheimer musical, which I believe is going to be animated. <laughs> and the rock stars is Oppenheimer. Oh, no, please. Oh, stop it. Oh, gosh. Rock stars is Oppenheimer. Yeah, because I saw Oppenheimer and Barbie. Barbie's available now on demand for like $5.99, but Oppenheimer's like 28 I do want to see Barbie. I never saw that. You saw Barbie, Bill, and I never saw that. I saw Oppenheimer. You didn't see Oppenheimer. Together, we're Barbenheimer. There you go. Perfect. Barbie was surprisingly fun. Yeah, I mean, if I you heard, go into it with zero expectations, yeah. it's okay. I'll check it out. All I'll right. wait till it's free. Yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> All right, got more headlines coming up next. More importantly, we're going to update you on the latest invasion across America's border. <gasps> Happens to be the northern border. What's going on? 
Canadian super pigs. Oh, these things are mean. It's a real story. Like, it's a real thing. It's an agricultural nightmare. Yeah, they're worried. But Ted Nugent has a solution. Oh. Bet you can guess what that is. (laughs) And more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Well, I don't know about payoff. Let's temper your expectations about that, but... (laughs) Here's a little preview to tomorrow. I'm sure we're going to have all kinds of highlights from the Rockefeller tree lighting. We'll have a preview of the DeSantis-Newsom debate, I think. Probably. I'm surprised they haven't released some kind of like sizzle reel, you know, the two of them on stage together. Maybe they really don't see each other until they walk into the... Could be. Where are they doing it? I know it's in Alpharetta, Georgia, Georgia, but is it like... Because there's no audience because Newsom wouldn't allow it. Right. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like, but it's this is this is about the future. <laughs> they're just trying to set it up. This is like a post-Trump future is what they're trying to set up. So true. Because the next time you see Gavin Newsom, he'll be on a stage with Trump. That's right. I know this. One of Trump's first acts as the new and former president coming up in 2024 is to be closing the Canadian northern border. <laughs> we have an invasion happening. Yeah, and this is actually, it's no joke because they do have already farmers in like North Dakota, Wisconsin, places like that that sit near the border. Uh, They're worried about these super pigs that are making their way from Canada into the United States. It's a real issue. Yeah, It's it's, an agricultural nightmare. And these are pigs, put it this way, they started because Canadian farmers let them loose when when the bacon world went belly up, I guess. They released these pigs with the assumption they'd die. In Saskatchewan, they didn't. They thrived. Now they've multiplied like by a zillion, and now they're taking over everything. There's only one guy to go to with this crisis, and he was on Jesse Waters' show last night on Fox. Ted Nugent, what do we do about it? What can be done, Ted? This is out of control. It's pretty simple, Jesse. Number one, thanks for having me on because I'm your pork chop daddy and I know how to handle an invasion (laughs) of pigs. You need to kill them and grill them. It's pretty simple. I'm down here in Texas right now. I just got out of my tree stand with my trusty Matthews bow and if a porker gets within 50 yards of me, it's dinner on the hoof. Trump's first act. I've appointed Ted Nugent to be the northern border czar. Eradicate the super pig. Right. Uh, they, they're so out of control in Canada, they cannot eradicate them. So they got to stop them. They do $2.5 billion of damage to crops. Not good. Anyway, we'll be out of here tonight. We're all looking forward to the lighting of the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. We'll have highlights tomorrow. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.